Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Marianne Rose. You are about to embark on a relevant and timely journey of thought with registered psychologist, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Thank you for tuning in and expect to be enlightened right now. Hey there, Cyrus. Hey, Marianne. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. It's good to be here with you. Thanks. I agree. I really appreciate it. You know, sometimes walking in your sweet little office with this fish tank that Mm. you have here Mm -hmm. is so Mm -hmm. relaxing. And I imagine that there's a special feeling that many people have when they come to see you Mm. here Mm -hmm. in this space. There's comfy chairs. And Mm -hmm. I felt like it almost could feel like a getaway or Mm. a retreat, a welcoming place. Mm. There's peace in the room and that's obviously part of what you bring is your peaceful spirit and that's what I wanted to talk about today is a retreat a place that you can go what that looks like it can be something where you take yourself somewhere to retreat I also love the word sanctuary where you provide a safe and perhaps even holy space Mm -hmm. for yourself to process. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was younger, I actually really wanted to have a retreat center. I wanted to... Here in Winnipeg, we have kind of the Pine Ridge Hollow, which is this restaurant tea house that's just outside the city. And I remember experiencing that, and I kind of really wanted to do something like that, you know, like but something maybe more intense, something where people could really get away. And uh, we actually drove all over BC with my family. They just entertained this. They went where I wanted to go, and we were looking at different places where you could have a retreat center. So I love that idea of just having a place of peace, a place where you can get away, even if it's not a specific place, just being able to have a personal retreat. Well, I think your dream has come true. Maybe you realize it. (laughs) Maybe you know that you have a retreat center Mm. in a way because a lot of what retreat centers are Mm. are places where there is a mentor or Mm. a leader Mm. or someone there to guide Mm -hmm. through the experience, perhaps even giving direction. Maybe there's even specific times throughout the retreat time, the getaway experience that involves a coaching, mm. a time of a lesson mm-hmm. or some kind of an instruction so that you have something to process, you know, with some thoughts behind mm-hmm. it. Yes. So then that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of beautiful well, as a psychologist, yeah, right? Yeah, you have to kind of have a place where people can get away, right? And yeah. we need that. Yes. We, all, we all need that. You know, it's actually interesting to look at the research on you know a vacation or something like that you can measure the lowering of stress even six months after somebody has taken a vacation so I mean that's amazing to me it's very difficult to measure things over a long period of time and to find that they're still there but after a vacation after just kind of a few days off of work where you're kind of taking care of yourself where you're on a retreat that makes such a difference to people's stress and outlook that it's visible it's measurable even six months later and so that's the power that you can have sometimes over your experience by taking a rest wow i can see it i like that so much like i had a wonderful retreat experience where some of my cousins wanted me to come out all the way to belize where Mm. i have relatives and there was a special family function the experience of Mm. being on my own 
I stayed with some cousins out in the country, and there was a lot of times I was there just by myself mm. and having the house to myself and being able to go outside on their gorgeous deck mm. in Central America where things are hot and <laughs> beautiful and had this time to reflect and just experience nature mm. <laughs> so beautiful and powerful and that's what we can do and especially here now as people are listening to this if you're here in Manitoba mm. it's finally spring mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can get outside to nature maybe a little differently than winter winter nature has a therapeutic quality but mm-hmm. spring and yeah. summer nature definitely it can do so much for people I remember also going out on a retreat the one that I had gone on was one that was a spiritual I guess formation time and we were actually doing a silent retreat, which was really interesting to be in a beautiful setting. And to have to turn that off, to have to just be quiet for a period of time, it's so challenging sometimes to really engage. I mean, we can make times for rest or vacations, but to really engage in rest can actually be pretty challenging sometimes for people to really let their mind go to a place where it's not racing, and they can feel some peace. Mm-hmm. Unwind. You know, the life winds you up. And mm. the way to be sometimes is just letting go mm-hmm. and having that space. And I love that quiet mm. part mm-hmm. that you experienced in a silent retreat. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about one with a relative who had gone on a retreat where it was silent for half of the day and it was a hike Mm. and they weren't to speak during that hike but they were to process a single question Mm. who do you need to forgive Mm. say it was about a deep seated hurt Mm. and then that was what they had to walk half the day six or seven hours before they got to a space where they could rest. Like, they obviously had some rest and water breaks, but now that they could unpack it together with the leader, and people opened up and were just sobbing, and that's an incredibly important thing to walk through. So walking through your own quiet heart and then asking yourself a question... At the end of a quiet, quiet period. Yes. Boy, that's beautiful. It's just a wonderful picture of actually engaging in that rest process. Because, I I mean, when you walk around, I think you'll meet in our society many, many people who are busy and who want to rest. So why is it that we have so many people who are longing for this? And I believe it's a significant issue with their ability to actually engage in rest because we're chronically deprived of that rest of actually slowing down we feel like we're always needing it we're always needing to rest Mm -hmm. so i think one of the things that people need in life is the ability to actually do it and actually engage in that rest process and one of the problems that can come from the way that we live where we're often not engaging in that is that it feels like an ideal state it feels like okay my goal in life is to rest And don't get me wrong, rest is so important. We've been kind of 
talking about how important rest is. However, because we're chronically deprived of it and we're always looking for it, it can start to feel like the goal is rest, where we are supposed to be just on a beach for the rest of our lives. And although there's many wonderful things you can do while in a peaceful state, rest is best for people. Like I work with people who are often off of work and they're needing to rest in order to heal, and there's a lot of problems that come from not engaging in life. So I think what I would recommend for people who are feeling that, like, I need to rest is, like, actually engage in something that's going to bring you to a place of rest so that you can balance that part of your body, that part of your emotions, that part of your mind, that part of your spirit, and then you can actually engage again in a meaningful way. It's not supposed to be a forever thing. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be something you kind of dip into and then go back into life. Go. Mm-hmm. The word go mm. <laughs> comes to mind like somewhere else. Yes. You know, when we talk about having a center, mm-hmm. a place mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. go, there's the word state you mm-hmm. said, you know, a state. And that's like a state of being, a state of mind. You can enter. Mm-hmm. That takes another kind of practice. And perhaps training yourself to know how to enter mm. is going to take place first by doing it physically going somewhere Mm -hmm. and so separating yourself from your Mm -hmm. regular place but Mm -hmm. I would also say alone Mm -hmm. and that's something that a person needs to do Mm -hmm. for themselves so that they can separate just where they are and I know oh man there's some people it's just like they're never apart from people, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. that's hard. Yeah. It's funny. It's like, no, I, I don't want to be alone. And I am definitely meaning something different than lonely. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. you can be around people and still feel lonely, and you can be alone and feel completely unified and connected. And I agree. I think, like, when you said, like, you said that word go, and it's like, yeah, you need to go. You need to actively engage in the process of getting yourself into a state of rest. You can't just let it happen. You have to actively make that a goal and figure out strategies to help yourself to do that. And like you were saying, like, some really big ones are, like, actually go somewhere, separate it, go somewhere. That's different. You create a space there's all kinds of ways to do this and I thought we could come up with some suggestions Mm. I know for me if it's just a day to day and I don't really have the time slotted for the retreat to go somewhere what can I do in the space that I have I can have a bath Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just a really Mm -hmm. easy way and Mm -hmm. very quiet and just let myself be in the water period and then also one is go for a walk Mm -hmm. and alone and have that space and time that is just me on that experience without a headset in listening to anything Mm -hmm without any kind of connection to media. And that's why I even love the going, Mm -hmm. because oftentimes if you consider something like camping, Mm. we can talk about camping in a minute, but just what you can do if you are not getting away. Mm. Yeah, I think we're very cue-oriented, which is why getting away is so powerful, because it changes all of the cues around you. 
But because we're so cue-oriented, if you can't get away, you can do small things that are very powerful to change the cues around you that things are different. So for example, one of the very simple things that people do that makes coming home from work so powerful is they take off their shoes. And that just gives them this cue of like, I'm walking in my bare feet now, I feel like I'm at home. I feel different now. I feel like I can rest. So you can make it even more powerful for yourself that you're in a different space just by, for example, changing light bulbs in your room. If you dim them or if you change the color of them slightly, you can give your entire room a different feeling. And it doesn't necessarily matter exactly what that feeling is, as long as it's different and it's a signal for you that it's time to relax. Oh, I love that. And you can do that, for example, with music as well. This one's very common for people. They'll just play something, and they play a different kind of music, and they get a different kind of feeling. Doing something different with your body, like stretching. Stretching is a wonderful thing that you can do in order to change the feeling in yourself, change your state, and it has health benefits too. So the two things I would focus on, one would be the cues around you, and then the other would be you know, activities, like you said, with the bath that, like, change how you feel in your body. I agree with the stretching. Mm. If I bring myself to a space alone to just stretch Mm. and just be, Mm -hmm. and I don't have the phone, you know, listening to any type of thing that's going on, there's a stillness that can happen from that time. So I really appreciate being able to invite people to have that individually where they are Mm. because there's a piece of that Mm. that is in this other way if you can and maybe you're wondering how you can I love that question Mm. ask yourself that question how Mm. can you actually go Mm. somewhere Mm -hmm. where what comes to mind Mm. is there a retreat that you know of Mm. Is there a campsite that you know of? Or maybe you don't. You need to start searching. Asking a few people that maybe you know do some camping. Asking them where, what it's like, what do you need to get there and to go. Maybe borrow a tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully you know how to put one up, but it's like... <laughs> It'd be a meditative practice to put up the tent. <laughs> Not anxious or angry or wet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you have that space, go without a device. Mm. And maybe, you know, for safety, mm. you can consider something like a satellite mm-hmm. phone or an old flip phone that doesn't get you on... <laughs> the internet Mm -hmm. but just separate from that Mm -hmm. so that you don't have those voices yeah it's amazing that's an incredible thing that people can do to find that balance and to think through your life and how can you actually make something like that happen for yourself and it can take a tremendous amount of thought and effort to get yourself into that place but it's worth it Mm -hmm. it's definitely worth it yeah maybe making a plan And then when it comes to choosing, if you are going somewhere where there is someone leading, Mm. perhaps you could choose to find a leader that Mm. you would Mm -hmm. want to hear from Mm -hmm. who would have a guided retreat type of an experience. And there are those around. But even if there wasn't that and it was just isolation, I still really encourage the idea of 
a mentor that is now not necessarily someone you take with you, but someone you ask advice from Mm -hmm. and sit with. Mm -hmm. So if you have someone that is wise, that you can trust, Mm -hmm. that could perhaps lead a couple of questions for you so that you can take those questions, Mm -hmm. especially if you have stuff to sort out and just, okay, I'm going to now take those and go with them to sort Mm -hmm. where I can search this Mm to have the wisdom of mm-hmm. a guide mm-hmm. to go in with. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. To have, like, structure, right? It's so nice to have some structure, mm-hmm. especially when you're doing something, if, you know, you don't do it often or you're looking for a particular kind of experience. Having structure can just really help you. I mean, a lot of things we've been talking about has been providing structure for yourself, you know, like, mm-hmm. don't bring the device, you know, like that takes away something. It provides a structure where it's easier to engage in something because your device isn't there. And then to have a guide is just this wonderful way of having a structure created for you. And then you engage in that structure that's already there so you don't have to spend energy and time trying to manage yourself, control yourself. No, no, don't use the phone, don't use the phone. It's a lot easier when you have somebody sitting there and you have accountability and you can just rest knowing that, of course I'm not going to use the phone, I'm not going to be doing all these things because I'm part of a group, I'm here, I'm engaging in this process, something's expected of me. So if you have difficulty, particularly if you're struggling with creating structure for yourself, it can be very helpful, but it can be wonderful for everyone. Mm-hmm. Thinking about the creating structure for yourself with a question or a meditation. Mm-hmm. For example, it could even be in your own alone time that there is a single mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm something that brings you help and health as you meditate on the word Mm -hmm. even as simple as I am loved Mm. okay Mm -hmm. and then that starts to be this Mm -hmm. precious thing you tell yourself and by who Mm -hmm. God Mm -hmm. and then the wonder and you can start inviting that even if it starts out as something that doesn't feel like something mm-hmm. you don't have to rely on it starting off as a feeling oh I don't mm-hmm. feel anything it's like mm-hmm. no it's okay mm-hmm. just be mm-hmm. <laughs> let the words just be yeah I love that I think that when you're working on your thought process when you're working on your mind you can often go to frustrations if you're not exactly experiencing relaxation or if the thought that you don't want to have keeps coming back or other frustrating experiences that you can have that you can all of a sudden start to judge yourself and judge your mind and get frustrated. One of the things that's often the case is that you engage in that structure, whatever that is, and you try to do that in a compassionate, non-judgmental way towards yourself. So you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to say this prayer, for example. I'm going to do this meditation on this prayer and engage in the process and try to have compassion on all of the distractions and various things that happen in your mind in that process because it's effective anyway. Even if you are getting distracted, even if you're having difficulties and all these things, that process of engaging in the structure, even research tells us that process of engaging in the structure, I'm intending to say a prayer, I'm intending to meditate on this, is beneficial for you, even if it doesn't produce a relaxed feeling, even if it doesn't produce a perfectly kind of focused mind. 
and that experience of it can still be so beneficial for you on every level. Absolutely. And I'm just thinking about where does some of this come from? Where does your help come from? Where is your source for the truth that you are seeking coming from? I know for me, the source is my relationship with God, but I often hear about him because I'm listening to someone who knows him and I'm hearing about their encounter with him, interactions with him as someone who's led by him. Now I have someone who's giving me the example and that's Mm. like a mentor, Mm -hmm. somebody I can imitate. Mm. Mm -hmm. We have a negative side for that, Mm -hmm. like with imitating Mm -hmm. people, how you don't want to be an imitation, you want to be an original. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. But what I mean too is like, well, we do need Mm. guides, mentors, examples, that there are people that have lived before us that go before us with an example of a life. And there's many, many, many that are good and healthy and have structure that we can follow and imitate as beautiful and healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that imitation is so fundamental in how we develop and learn and how we go from a place where we would like to be something or do something and actually get to that other side where we are able to do the things that we dream we could and the ability to imitate and be near people who are doing that just creates less friction in our minds around getting to it. It shows us how to do it. It gives us inspiration that it actually can be done. And it often will help us to find behaviors or structures that can get us to the place where you want to be. So if it's like, I really want to, we were talking about stretching, I really want to stretch every day. So then you go and you're with somebody who's stretching every day. And then you all of a sudden see all these other things that they're doing that help them to get to that place where they're doing that. And all of a sudden you have all of this, you know, this modeling in front of you, this inspiration that it can be done. And then also it feels like kind of instructions on how to do it. So I love the idea of having that person who you feel has something that you're looking for and getting near them. Yeah. And it's not a risk for you to be somebody you're not because mm. the word like copycat or mm. something like I said the negative side of it because I want to encourage the strong healthy side of it mm. it's like no actually if you're going to be an imitator of the healthiest person mm. that you can imagine mm. that improves your life and mm. it isn't you being them mm. you don't have to imagine yourself as them necessarily like you know I'm going to dress like them and act like them and talk like them and all this you can still have entirely you Mm. with a lot of those healthy Mm. exhibited behaviors now you can follow and model Mm. and that's a lot of what life is Mm. we wouldn't get anywhere if we didn't have (laughs) examples usually being an original is taking a conglomeration of others and creating yourself 
and then potentially making some mistakes, and then it's original. <laughs> That's my cynical look at it. <laughs> Obviously, then it's wonderful to be creative and to do that, but so often, particularly when you're doing something that you're not as familiar with or strong at, it's so helpful and good to start off with aiming at something that somebody else has already done and creating that as a starting place. Mm-hmm. Something that someone has already done. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I want to end this time with the word that we began with, sanctuary. That that is a place and a space that can be a retreat for you to enter in. For me, there are times where nothing compares to a literal sanctuary where it's like walking into a space that was prepared for by people to look at God. His room. I want to walk into his room. People have made a space for him. And here I come to a sanctuary. So sanctuary can often refer to a room I know we can talk about it a couple different ways, but I also want to actually say it can be literal. Because mm-hmm. we're talking about a literal space like a camp, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but literal like a room mm-hmm. that's set aside for mm-hmm. holiness. Mm-hmm. And I have often felt that walking into a church where I know. Mm-hmm. God has been invited to be the one speaking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. it's his voice we want to hear Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. in the sanctuary. Yeah, that is so good, you know, to have that literal space where it actually is happening. And if you have that, if you have that kind of experience in your life, it's so wonderful because as you grow and develop your ability to rest, oftentimes what happens is those cues will become more practiced and automatic. So if you have a sanctuary, a place where you go to rest, every time you go there or a place that has similar cues, it will happen faster. It will happen because you've trained yourself to engage in that. And so it can be wonderful to have even routines of sanctuary, routines in your day, routines in your month or week, and routines in your year where you are able to kind of go and engage in that and as you do that, it'll become less and less awkward, take less and less time, and be more and more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you, Cyrus. Thank you, Marian. Well, that was an honor to get to spend that time with you. Appreciate you tuning in. Please check out more of Dr. Cyrus at maplecrestchurch.ca and at drcyrusdirksen.com. Thanks again and tune in next time for Bridging the Gap. I'm Marianne Rose.